0: Welcome to the Fit Affiliate Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Kirkman, and sitting alongside me is Tony Ronkey, the founder of Fit Affiliate and all-round CrossFit OG. The mission of Fit Affiliate is very simple: protect the affiliate model. Our sole purpose is to help affiliate owners and coaches attain freedom. We aren't here to tell you what to do, but to instead build your ability to believe in yourself. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Fit Affiliate Dance Show. There's Tony started this morning. You don't um, want that episode. Huh? Let's just leave that <laughs> one out. Well, it's probably good we can't see your legs. That's that's probably the best thing. Um, <laughs> welcome back. Uh, joined again by my ever entertaining co-host Tony, um, who's in fine form already today. So we're in for a treat this episode. Um, how are you, good sir?
1: great. How are you, Lisa?
0: I am. Excellent, thank you. All the better Just for sitting across the screen from you.
1: And Crocs and high socks and 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 no pants. Just kidding. I'm fully clothed. <laughs> everybody that's listening to this, despite okay.
0: get my leg up there, I would show you, but I'm not. That, I'm, I'm very hamstring. nimble, but I'm not quite that nimble. Yeah, you might uh, might do a hamstring on air. That might not be great.
1: Almost as nimble as Lisa getting into her new swim <laughs> spa. We're going to put that video right next to me dancing. (laughs) I don't think the world is ready for that or needs that, but Mm. thank you. Which one? Me dancing or you in the swim spa?
0: A little of column A and a little of column B. Probably correct. Stick to what they care about, which is our useless ramblings about affiliate matters. Exactly. And that's a really good segue into affiliate matters today is that, you know, there's been a lot of noise in the space this week and the last two weeks about, Changes at the um, C-suite level, I guess, of of HQ, and mysterious surveys going out, and what may or may not change in affiliate land, and what's happening, and the world's ending, and the skies falling, and all of these things. How do affiliate owners stick to the mission and focus on you know their own backyard without getting sucked into the distraction of you know what's happening? Uh, outside their control. You, my Small friend, topic. are a
1: shithead. Thank <laughs> you for that. You just honey me into this topic. You're like, let's talk about you know, distractions and this and that. And I was like, Yeah, that's perfect. And then she's like, We're gonna talk about C-suites. And I'm like, You
0: son of a perfect. Just gonna paint yep. myself into a corner over here. It's fine. We it's look, fine. we never shy away from the big topics.
1: We're here for the people to protect the affiliate models. So I guess. That includes Lisa bamboozling me into topics that I don't want to be recorded. Just kidding. Mm. There's nothing really to be worried about in that one. But what do you want to talk about that for Lisa?
0: Well, I just think it's important well, because kidding. I
1: know I want to talk about it because everybody yeah. wants to talk about it right
0: now. Yeah. Well, I mean, everybody's talking about it, but also you know, I see on social media, just so many people caught up in it and I'm like, well, while you're looking at that, what's happening between the four walls of your affiliate and your Community and the people who actually you can impact and make a difference on and who need you. Sure.
1: Yeah. I'm mm. all right. So we're here now. I guess let's just let's jump right into it. I mean, I'm all the way up to my neck in your new swim spot at this point. Um, <laughs> obviously, depending on when this comes out or airs, things have changed pretty meteorically and quickly around here. Yeah. It's whatever. Um, not around here, but in the CrossFit landscape. And now more than ever, people are. Certainly, paying attention or interested in the, I guess we'll call it the, the, the future of the affiliate model, like what's next, and and it, what's in. There's a couple of things that's interesting about that to me. The first one is that um, for months, years, yeah, maybe maybe even a decade now, but really probably for years more than anything, you know, people have wanted change, and so change is here. But now there's this weird thing where it's like, don't want change. <laughs> but I didn't want that change. and like, you gotta listen. You, you, you be careful what you wish for, because you just might get it. Right. And, mm-hmm. um you know, so there's obviously a lot of, of interest there and, and no doubt about it, I think everybody, not just the affiliates, but HQ in general, like we're all kind of in this place now where we're trying to figure out, you know, what is next. And so ultimately, I think from the affiliate perspective, there's there's a mm, concern, maybe, I, I guess would be the word. Some degree of excitement would I think be another word. Um, Confusion is another word. Mm. uh fear might be up there I, I don't know i mean the emotions probably run the whole gambit depending on where you stand in the whole thing but i think there's some things that are probably worth noting never in history in my opinion not even my opinion but in my experience have the affiliates had more support so i think that's a good thing i got to start right there um and i think that never in history has hq been more interested nor invested in in continuing to find ways to better support the affiliates um i will leave the audience to their ability to weigh on whether or not what hq is doing is in their best interest because i think it's individually person to person everybody has a very different opinion of that um and we believe what we've always believed and that is that the affiliate model is perfect that doesn't mean that the affiliate model is easy that doesn't mean that like you know it's perfect and that like it just works every single time but it's perfect in terms of your ability to create something truly fucking special inside this this industry this landscape this ecosystem and to really have you know carte blanche open-ended access to do whatever you want however you want whenever you want and like for that reason it's also its biggest curse right i mean we know that I and mean, we watched it play out and, and i think we've been very uh, honest with the audience and our listeners that like you know we this podcast really particularly is certainly dedicated towards a small percentage of the affiliate landscape right we call mm we call them essentially the blue ocean affiliates. They represent like 15% of all the affiliates in the world. And that is those, that 15% is not terribly interested in being an observably identifiably better version of an agreed upon CrossFit affiliate. Instead, Mm -hmm. they're interested in using the tools that are available to them through the use of CrossFit and building something truly unique um and Mm. that looks very different to many different people and i think that's the good starting point of the conversation because everybody is is interested in this conversation right now except for i think based on it because this is obviously represented by our our clients everybody except for that those those blue ocean affiliates because they're really not paying that much attention to what's happening over there aside from the fact that like are you going to charge me more or less for the same thing that I'm getting? Cause like, that's all I really need to know. Cause like, mm. you know, if it's going to be more, probably not that interested. If it's going to be less, probably also going to be interested in that. Cause I'm going to wonder what you're taking away, you know? Mm. So just let me know and send me an email, right? Like that's probably the extent through which the vast majority of what we consider the, the blue ocean affiliates to, to really mm. be cared about. Now the other 85, 86% of, affiliates who are trying to figure out what the hell it actually means to be a an affiliate and you know, what an, an affiliate is. Well, that would be confusing. Right. I think, cause like if, if you've been working towards this uh, you know, your version of what is a North star of an affiliate and then all of a sudden there's potentially this, this shift as to what that looks like. Maybe that even looks like a shift in your whole business model from, you know, dare I say a, a license to the F word franchise right like you know if that's the case like you know may, that might even be exciting right you're like wow if somebody's gonna tell me how to run my business and like you know because like let's be honest the vast majority of affiliates are not business owners right they have bought yeah. themselves a job whether or not they know that yet or have accepted that truth that's to be determined but if you spend enough time around enough affiliate owners you certainly know that there's Cognitive dissonance runs pretty high there in that regard. They're like, I'm a business owner. I'm like, you are self-employed <laughs> at best, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, in terms of uh, of being a self-employed or someone who bought themselves a job, like a franchise would probably be like the best solution for you because then I don't got to think about things. I don't have to think about in in, in test and in, in experiment things like systems and procedures and processes and all this stuff that's just not my skill set. It's kind of like if you were a CrossFitter And someone said, Hey, you're just going to download all of your gymnastics, your weightlifting and your model structural. And then you can just show up to the workout and apply it. Like, I think most people would be like, where's the link? They'd be like, I'm going to download that right now. Right. Cause they're like, whatever. There's a lot of people who would be like, I hear me out. I actually really enjoy testing and exploring what is gymnastics and how to make that my version of it and different. Like, but I think we can agree that in your gym, if given A and given B, the vast majority of people are probably going to want to download something, and like that's what we deal with in the landscape. And and there's nothing right or wrong about it. It's just that the question then becomes: okay, if you let's just say you downloaded all of those things, mm. and and you then went and you applied them to fitness, wouldn't the benchmarks change? Mm. They have to. Yeah, because right? like if we're all the same. The metric of success changes. And then the application of that success would then also change. And then, if the application of that success changes and the benchmarks change, then like the entire pursuit of the thing changes. So now you've downloaded all these things, but that made a new baseline. So then it's about comparing your application of said things against the other application, other people who downloaded their application, because like that would be the differentiator. And so, what people don't realize, I think, in a lot of situations is that. Salvation looks like a lot like solving their immediate problem. Mm. But what people don't understand in in many cases, it's not an affiliate owner problem, but this is humans in general, is that the solution of one problem gives way for your ability to solve the next problem. And then that will give way to your ability to solve the next problem. And the key in that, the operative part of that is your ability to solve the next problem. And Mm. so if we all got leveled up by a standardization, the problem is still coming with us, right? You are still going to take your discomfort, your uh, confusion, your chaos with you into that next level. But the the level just gets raised. And then because it gets raised, things get much crazier, much faster. It's kind of like, and I apologize if I'm just ranting at this point, but it's a lot like when people win the lottery. Mm. Like, If I just won $1 billion, all of my problems would be solved. right? How many people Mm. keep the money? Almost none. Truly, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. and, and I don't know what the actual then stat true. is. So you guys can go Google that because somebody will definitely tell me what the stat <laughs> is. But um, you know, and the reason for that is that the this the problem wasn't the money. The problem was that your behavior was causing you a lack of money, mm. and and so now you can't just plug money into it and then hope that that behavior is going to get eradicated. Now. Granted, you could probably buy your way into way more circles and friends and networks and solutions and things like that with a billion dollars. But, like, if you didn't level up to get there, hmm. what are you going to do with it when you
0: get there? Right. And, like, and that's think, why
1: most of them lose the money.
0: And potentially, as well, like we talk about, you like, talk about if, if every, if, you know, bringing your problems, I guess, to, to, are uh, going to follow you. The same will be said if you're being measured against a standardized platform against everybody else, that imposter syndrome you currently have about, you know, being where you are is going to get exponentially worse because you're like, oh, I can't justify where I am because I am this, I'm boutique, I'm niche, I'm different because it's like, oh, I'm going to have the same school card as Joe X and "Oh, now I feel really like less than even though it looks the same as i feel like that that all those doubts and fears and things that cause you to trip yourself up are going to be there in multitudes more as well
1: yeah it's something like um again i don't know the actual number but something like 94 percent of the world the entire world's population consumes caffeine Mm. um easily hands down the most consumed supplement on the face of the planet, in history, followed closely by, but well, not closely, but followed next by creatine. And the reason that that's important is that caffeine is identifiably a performance-enhancing drug. Right? Like mm. it is obviously anybody who's consumed caffeine appreciates it for the same reason that I appreciate it in my second cup of coffee today. But if ninety-four percent, or ninety-five percent, or ninety-two, whatever the the number is, if if ninety percent of the people are consuming caffeine. Is it still a performance-enhancing drug? Mm. The answer is no, right? I mean, it is—it is a baseline-achieving <laughs> drug at that point, right? And like, it, yeah. you know, and and now if everybody stopped taking it, those of us who did take it when we needed to take it would have an advantage over everybody else. But if everybody's taking the drug, it's kind of like, you know, maybe the answer to to performance-enhancing drugs, PEDs, in the Olympics is just to let them be available, right? Because then at that point, then you just move the baseline like cuz like if we're all on drugs, if we're all on, you know, testosterone or steroids, then like we've just increased their level to the playing field. Now we already know that like then people will find a new exogenous hormone or, or supplement mm-hmm. to take that will then improve upon that baseline and so on and so forth. And that's going to be the exact same thing that would happen through any degree of standardization is that really all that's only going to happen is that much like the old saying goes is that money doesn't make a person bad, it just it basically exacerbates what they already are right? Like it Mm. just, it just, it becomes a a heightening of it. And the same thing will happen, you know, and, and I don't think that anything I have no opinion at this point in regards to what things are coming down the pipeline. Do I think they're Mm -hmm. good? Do I think they're bad? I remain indifferent. What I do think is that, and I will, will always think, and I will basically fall on this sword forever is that the affiliate has everything they ever could possibly ever need in the history of ever to be successful already Mm -hmm. at their disposal. And they have had that, how you interpret that ability or that availability and those, those things that are available to you, that's up to you. And that's really the framework that fit affiliate was built on. Right? So obviously we're biased in this conversation, but like simply put, we knew that the baseline existed and wherever it existed. But the thing that mattered and the thing that nobody's talking about is that the affiliate owner is the outlier. They are the, they are the common variable in the common problem. And mm-hmm. no matter how much we, you know, quote unquote, standardize or bring, bring best practices into this or, you know, give them templates or hell, just give them a franchise model. It's still going to take the person at that helm, at that seat, and it's all it's going to do is amplify the version of them that already exists. And if that person is currently already struggling. I don't want to be the one to tell you that you're going to struggle even more, but. If you can't Mm -hmm. swim in the shallow end, you probably don't want to drift into the deep end. And and if we just bulk leveled up every business without letting them learn the lessons and the personal growth that comes from leveling up and you just bump them up in their baseline, that's a lot like just picking you up by your waistband and chucking you into the deep end and being like, left hand, right hand, you got this, buddy. Like, oh, Mm. he don't got it, right? And then yeah, to the bottom. I'm not yep. going in. You're going in? I'm yep. not going. Lisa's yeah. already still in a swim spa. So, you know, in, in that, I reserve, I, res, I reserve judgment on that. I don't know, I don't know what that looks like. I don't, I don't know what is coming down the pipeline. I don't know if anything's coming down the pipeline. I don't know, you know, if new man bad, new man good. I think that, like, any growth in the company in terms of advancement of the vision of the company could be a good thing could also be a different thing. and different different doesn't always receive that well. so i remain I remain indifferent to it because I do think that what we have always focused on is the only thing that matters, and that is the affiliate owner, the person, mm-hmm. the individual behind this thing, and that is leveling up that person. and And I've spoke about this before, but we know that the l one kernel is the most important part of CrossFit as its methodology, especially its ability to deliver and execute and, and, um, return on benefits. Right. Mm -hmm. And so if the L1 kernel is the most important source code of the CrossFit ecosystem as a methodology, as a company, then we've believed, and we've always believed, and we built the whole company around the fact that the affiliate owner then is the kernel, the source code of the affiliate model, all the Mm -hmm. affiliate owners. And, the entirety of our focus has always been on leveling up the source code, improving the source code of the affiliate owner. But here's the thing with that. And this is where I think everybody gets it wrong. And this is, I guess, the point of this whole conversation is that most people think that by leveling up the source code or improving the source code, it's teaching them new things. In In some instances, that might be in fact a good thing, but more often than not, it's not about that at all. It's about improving the response ability of that business owner and to do that we have to change the way that they see the whole world around them right we have to completely change the way that they see their limitations their obstacles and and, and really their behaviors right because we believe that in a world where people do the things they do and, and make the choices that they make not because they have to but because they don't know any different and you can't just give them a new set of parameters and be like <laughs> Go see things differently. It just <laughs> wouldn't work. You're going to look at the same material, do the same thing. And so that conversation has always been like, imagine trying to download all the newest apps, but you haven't updated your iOS, right? Like mm. none of those apps will work You've, or vice mm. versa. You already did update the, you updated your iOS, but you didn't update the app. So what happens, you click on it. It doesn't load, won't even open, mm. right? Must update. And that has to happen at the affiliate owner level. And there's a lot of different ways to layer on new application systems, processes, et cetera, onto the operating system, AKA the affiliate owner. But until somebody upgrades that kernel, that source code, they're not going to run correctly. And so my point mm. in this whole thing is that it doesn't really matter what comes down the pipeline <laughs> because what matters is what's already here and that's the affiliate owners. Mm. Those
0: people and, have to be ad- addressed or attended to. And I think, you know, when we talk about like upgrading the operating system, and we we get very emotionally attached to things as affiliate owners, to ideas, thoughts, concepts, and we take a great deal of ownership, I guess, of, you know, and and I may be guilty of this in the past, of taking ownership of things that we can't control and that we're falling into the habit of being responsible for, not responsible to. And we can get distracted by those things and, and, and get involved in that and rather than going okay, first things first, what do I need to protect first? And in, instead of going, well, this app's not working, this app's not loading, I'm just going to keep reinstalling it. It's like look at the actual core of the issue rather than going, actually, over there, that's that's something I'm going to get passionate about and get committed about, and I'm going to follow every discussion and argument about it, and I'm going to comment all the on, on all the online posts rather than getting as committed and passionate about I need to, to look here first and and start um, fighting for that
1: yeah, I, yeah these are not numbers that i uh, you know i'm responsible for but like 85 and 14 or 85 and 15 86 and 14 um, are not numbers that i came up with right these are identifiable 86% of all businesses in the world are line and extensions mm. of other businesses meaning like mm. Walk into, I think we've talked about this before. You walk into a bakery, you're like, This bakery mm-hmm. super cool. I want to own a bakery. Like, you're inspired, right? So, what mm. do you do? You're going to go try to become a, a slightly better version of that bakery. Mm. But there's a small number of bakeries in the world who weren't necessarily inherently inspired. Maybe they were, but weren't probably inspired because they walked into a bakery. Like, you know, it sounds cool becoming a bakery. They probably likely really fell in love with baking and doing something very novel and new and unique in the baking world and, you know, bringing a new spin to an old thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and so they probably started just making some baked goods. And then all of a sudden it became this quote unquote overnight success and the line was around the corner. Right. And so Mm -hmm. what happens, they have created an entirely new market segment of blue ocean. They've created something identifiably unique in in an identifiably similar industry, a bakery, so what does every bakery do at that point? They try to become that version of that bakery. And that's how the whole industry levels up. That's how bread gets better and donuts get better and like everything gets better. But if outliers don't exist and if, if those people don't exist who get into this thing for that reason, the whole thing begins to collapse. Because if nobody mm-hmm. is challenging the system and we're all running the same system, there's that leaves us to basically... Do things like compete on price. Essentially, it only allows us to race to the bottom, but it also allows us to fall victim of things like groupthink and like becoming an mm. echo chamber and, and all these things that we know to be bad in all sorts of other different areas, like politics and business and fitness, etc. Like the last thing you want is to, to be in an echo chamber of anything because at that mm. point you're not receiving information from outside of it. But one of the reasons the affiliate model was so you know identifiably great was the cream will rise to the top. And I think that that always became a, um, an incendiary or problematic statement to many people. It was almost like derogatory. Mm. Um, and like, you know, it, you know, it made people feel a certain type of way. And I think, you know, here's the thing, how you respond. Anything says more about you than the thing that you're responding to. This is true of all things in life. And so if like that statement has always bothered you, <laughs> probably not the cream. I'm just going to be the first to tell you that maybe, but like mm. good news is you can still turn into cream. I promise. But you need to understand that first and foremost, you're not cream so that you can then figure out how to become cream. Because if you think you're cream, but you're just water, you're going to have a hot talk. You have a problem. Right. And like, that's the case for a lot of, of this situation. And so, but if we don't have the beauty of that model though, is that by doing that and by allowing these people to be in test and challenge and provoke and prod and, and, and really question the system, the whole thing grows. Right. Mm. And you know, and then that levels up everybody because we have to try. We have to feel our way through. We got to break it. We got to be bad at it. We got to do whatever. And like we level up slowly. And and I'm not, it's not to say that, you know, becoming a franchise is bad. Because like, listen, owning a McDonald's franchise is an incredibly lucrative thing to be invested in. And mm. if that's all you're really after, and there's nothing wrong with money, and if that's mm. all you're really after, like, man, it's not too bad to do, but like. Hamburger, you ain't easy to get through either. I'm gonna be the first to tell you that one. Like, might seem simple, but most people think that like McDonald's is like, I own this place and it's really easy to do, but it's still a very difficult thing. But there's a reason why, like the greatest franchises that we all know, like McDonald's, etc., like they have incredibly high barriers to entry. Mm. And the reason for that is that they become metrics to then choose whether or not Lisa has the skills to play at this level once i teach Mm. her all of these things right Mm. and those things don't they're they're not in place they've never been in place in the affiliate model so like if we just bulk leveled up everybody without also bulk assessing them first Mm. just it would create chaos right but the good news is in the current affiliate model you can do anything that you want to do but that becomes the issue and one of the reasons way one of the easiest ways to know whether or not you're on one side or the other as if you're distracted by all this right now. Mm. If, if you find yourself, you know, rallying around the conversation and the mission and and the chaos and et cetera, and like wondering what if et cetera, like that's an easy way to know that your business doesn't have a why and that your why has actually always been CrossFit's why on accident, instead Mm. of developing your own mission vision and cause and going after your piece of the of the landscape and look you know and creating that future based on your decision or your design you have then aligned instead of on accident aligned with crossfit's because we've said it before the absence of whys, what's will become wise and so that what which is crossfit because that's the tool you're going to use in your business mm. and you let that what become your why there's a lot of affiliate owners who When you ask them why they're in business, they will give you the talking points of the L1 kernel, right? Mm. They will give you the verbiage of the last video release from media. They will give you those things Mm. and they will tell you things like community and all these things. And there's nothing really wrong with that. It's just that that tells you that you didn't build your own business. You wanted Mm. to build a version of somebody else's business. And that's why maybe it's not a bad thing that they're going to come along and help you have something that's identifiably worth building because i think that's been the big confusion why so many people are rallying around this this problem for years of like wanting more help is because they didn't get into this because they wanted to build something novel and something unique and beautiful like they got into this because they're like i want to build a crossfit affiliate but there was Mm. never a real definition as to what that business looked like that's not right and if there wasn't one you're you're going to try to emulate one to the best of your ability and so you you basically, all everybody who's upset about these potential impending changes, you have to know, and and I'm probably gonna get roasted for this, but you made that possible by mm. demanding that that's what you wanted instead of taking some degree of responsibility and being like, What do I want for my business? And what am I willing to try, explore, do, fail at mm. to build, and then go doing that thing. And I think they're both great business models. I think I think the world needs way more CrossFit affiliates. It needs way more CrossFit, not less, in mm. any stretch of the imagination. And if any future changes create more access to CrossFit, mm. I am 1,000% in. If yep. any future changes creates less access to CrossFit, I am 1,000% out. Mm. Like, and that's just always been litmus test for me. Is it like, Hey, are we getting this thing to more people, more often, yep. more commonly, more regularly, more available, whatever? Then less we're in, right? And like that's the whole premise behind what F- affiliate was built on. Was it like mm-hmm. we want there to be not only you know more successful affiliates, we want there to be more affiliates, we want there to be more access to the thing that changed our life, so that we can help more people change their life, and like that should pay itself forward, not less. And that's why. You know, we decided that you guys didn't need to know what to do. Somebody needed to figure out what it is that you weren't doing. Mm. And, like, and that's the approach that we always took was rather than trying to, to, to layer on the complexity and the distractions of what else you need to do, and what else you need to watch, what else you need to learn and download and, and mm. research and this and that. We needed to instead figure out what it was that you as an individual affiliate owner, not the collective affiliate owner, you as a person and as an individual what are you not doing to mm. be successful? And starting there.
0: Yeah. Looking at the behaviors and and asking, you know, the questions like, why is that a problem? Why are you doing that? Like, Well, there's an know. important part of that conversation too, though, right? So when we say, what is,
1: why are you not successful? What are you doing to make you not successful? The, the most important part of that, though, that it gets missed is that only you the individual will define what success looks like and so when we say what are you not doing to be successful we don't mean what are you not doing to measure up to the rest of the affiliates or what the dude down the street is doing or this identifiably great affiliate over here is doing what we're saying is what are you not doing to measure up to your vision and your version of success and it's crazy but most people have no idea what success looks like to them and if they do know at all in most cases, that version of success looks like somebody else's success, right? Like mm. and and they're
0: after that thing. And well, how many times do you, you know, when we have someone reach out to us and you and you have the, the first call with them and you know, you ask them the magic wand question, like what if it all goes right? Like, what do you want it to be? And they will sit there a hundred percent of the time and list off all the things they don't want it to be. And they will. Then it will come. The generic is like, oh, well, I'd really like to coach, you know, less classes, or you know, have the occasional weekend off, and 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 things like that. It's like, what does this this um, thing look like for you when it's successful? Which is is very different. And you're right. At affiliate, at affiliate, we want to celebrate the uniqueness and the individuality of the affiliates, and understand that. Every dream is real, which is why we're not providing a how to playbook because my dream is different from your dream is different from every one of our clients' dreams, but we have to take them through the process of seeing that of uh, and and learning how to discover well what does it look like for you what what when you tick this box do you go yes I've been successful
1: yeah uh, th- this is not an affiliate problem just be very clear and i think i want to try to make sure that we we highlight that a lot more on Mm. on these episodes too and i try to but like the the problems that affect the affiliate model are not inherently affiliate model problems they just Mm. they're just business problems in general like you know i've had the fortune (laughs) and misfortune of working with business owners in many different industries and i can tell you they're not that different than affiliate owners. Like if you want to see something that is fascinating, get into the medical practice and start talking to some doctors. Uh, Matt um, from Aurelia, uh, he's now had the, the fortune of spending time with practice owners in Canada. And he's just like, oh, my gosh, they're literally just affiliate owners, but they do doctor stuff. I'm like, yeah, because they're people right like Mm. because what happens you go to school you become a doctor you learn how to do doctor stuff and then you all of a sudden now you own a doctor business and you're like nobody taught me that in med school right mm -hmm. and like now you got to figure out business stuff and let me tell you that's a completely different game because those bills are much larger than they are (laughs) inside you know lands across the landscape so this is not an affiliate owner problem this is a this is a business owner problem in that we tend to not look at business ownership as an ind- individual identity, as an individual skill set. We only look at it as, as as the outcome or you know, essentially the 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 correlation to success, right? Like a good mm-hmm. business owner just happens to be somebody who's successful. Or is it that a good business owner is way more likely to become successful? Because mm. I think it's the latter, right? And and what that really means is not your it could mean to some degree your. Your business acumen your your understanding of financial models and predictions and systems and processes would certainly help you more so than they would hurt you so that's a good thing but like the largest predictor of success in anything doesn't matter whether it's business or fitness etc is behavior right like show me what you do and i will literally tell you what you're going to become right Mm. and that's incredibly important because it's almost only possible from an outside perspective because as a human I don't think this would come as a surprise to anybody listening to this if if you were completely aware of all the things that you did every single day mm. your head would explode you'd probably be dead right because if we're just trying efficiency systems so most of us is on autopilot for a good reason because brain power is expensive calorically mm. and so you can't think about what you do but when you stand outside of somebody and you watch what they do it's fascinating you're like well you told me you wanted to do this thing why on earth are you doing this thing and I think one of the best examples of this is and none of this stuff should be a, a surprise to anybody who's an affiliate owner. Cause it's like, your job is to do this with people's fitness. Like it's just my job to do this with people's business, right. With mm. their life. Because at the core of this whole thing, whether it's business or it's fitness, what's the constant, a person, it's a life, mm. it's a human, it's, it's personality, it's character, it's behavior. And so if you're going to be successful as a coach, what do you have to do? You have to address the person, the character, the behavior. Right. And so an easy place to see this is, you know, the comical one is in nutrition, right? Like you tell me you want to do all these things, but then immediately you go back over here and you're you're eating all these same things. You know, it's always been the joke in the fitness way. Like, how are you going to do the same things and expect a different outcome? I think we know what that means, right? Like, you know, you're not crazy. You're just a human. You're on autopilot. And so somebody has to be like, I don't need to teach you to eat more chicken. I don't need to tell you that chicken's better for you than pizza. What I need to do is say, Why'd you eat that pizza? You're like, I don't even know. Like, well, here's the thing. I've noticed there's a pattern on Mm. Tuesdays. You seem to slip up a lot more than you do the rest of the week. Mm. What's happening on Tuesdays. Oh, well, that's the day that my boss is in the office and like they drive me. So on Tuesdays, you're way more stressed out because the boss in the office, yeah, they run me ragged. Mm. So has pizza always been a stress response food for you? And the answer is probably yes, right? So like, I don't mm. need to go into this whole diet. You get it, right? And like, mm. the point is that we don't need to solve for pizza. We need to figure out how to solve for Tuesday. But this whole mm. time, we've been trying to figure out how to solve for macros and micros. But the trauma, the trigger still exists. So on Tuesday, mm. you're there. Now, maybe you just don't go to work on Tuesdays or you find a way to work remote on Tuesdays in the office. You know, There's lots of ways to solve that. But I bet you if I can change the environment, I'll change the outcome. Right. And mm-hmm. so a lot of this conversation started in terms of distraction, but it's really mm-hmm. mostly about intention. And so most of us as humans are distracted with solving for the outcome, right? Like I want to, I got to lose weight in this instance, Right, I need to lose 15, 20 pounds. So I need to eat better. Teach me what to eat. Do you not know what to eat? Right mm-hmm. now, a normal nutrition coach in this instance would not be a coach at all. They'd be a nutrition trainer. They mm-hmm. would gladly <laughs> sit down with you And talk to you about all the values and all the new fads in terms of like why you need to only eat steak and nothing else and become a carnivore and that's going to change everything. (laughs) But Ted still comes to work on Tuesdays as the boss and your likelihood of of face stuffing a cupcake in your pie hole is still incredibly high (laughs) on Tuesdays regardless of how carnivorous you are the other six days of the week, right? And so. I could could layer on the complexity. I could layer on the confusion and I could layer on the chaos, but all it's going to do is distract you. Now all of a sudden you're worried about how how carnivorous you are all week long as opposed Mm -hmm. to how balanced your ecology is. And so if we we can instead look at your entire environment, we can then change for ecology. I can say, hey, we have to change your Tuesday, not Mm -hmm. what you eat, because you eat really well the rest of the week. I do. Yeah. I mean, you're within a couple of 50 calories each day, but on Tuesday it's off the charts. Like, mm. so we just got to solve for Tuesday and figure out that. And all of a sudden it changes your whole life because mm. it was never about the food. But what happens when you keep making it about the food, they jump fad diet to fad diet to fad diet. They have some success and the mm. yo-yo. Why? Because yeah. nobody upgraded the kernel. Mm. The behavior still exists that leads to the poor food choices. doesn't matter what platform you're on. And this is the same thing I said. I had the the pleasure of of speaking to the entire field director team yesterday. And it's like, you know, why is there more help than ever for affiliate owners and business owners ever? But really, Mm -hmm. let's stick into affiliate owners. There's never been more help available to affiliate owners than ever. Both CrossFit and the gurus and the people just raining down on them to help them. Why is Mm. there more help than ever? And there's arguably even less success. Mm. It's because all of those things are distractions. Like, Mm. you know, 10 years ago, things weren't inherently better, but people didn't really think that there was a way to to learn something. They weren't distracted with what I need to download or watch or buy or do Mm. or all these things. And that might sound weird from somebody who is in the affiliate help landscape, but that's why we don't come to sell you anything. We come to just observe you and then improve upon you from there because it doesn't matter what's coming down the pipeline. It's never mattered what's coming down the pipeline. And in fact, if it does matter, it's only going to matter because it's just going to distract everybody more, right? Because, Mm. you know, in 2015, I know for a fact, I could not have grabbed an affiliate owner or 10 of them and they would have likely all 10 been able to tell me what a lead was. Mm. no way or at least define what what would make somebody a lead today i can grab 10 affiliate owners and 12 of them can tell me what a lead is right? mm. and that's that's simply because marketing has told them what a lead is and showed them why they're bad at it and then offered them the cure right and, and you know, everybody mm. rallied around the 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 C19 <laughs> thing saying that like the same people who are selling the chaos sell the cure yeah Same thing's happening in your business. They're trying to expose the chaos of your business and it's working. Every affiliate owner I know now is highly, highly hyper aware that they're bad. They're not good at business and that they need somebody's help. The problem is is that somebody's selling them a pill at every turn. But we're on the other hand saying, hey, just like you guys do in your gym, you're not bad. In fact, you're quite good. You're just distracted, just like all the people who come in your door wanting mm. to learn how to exercise better. You're already doing the right thing because you want to exercise. You're just distracted doing all the wrong exercise. So let's just strip you of all the chaos and let's just do one thing. Measure everything that you do and see if it improves your fitness based on our definition of fitness. And if it does, we're going to continue to do it. If it doesn't, we don't do that. Mm. That's it. We don't need to talk about anything else. Really. As long as it improves this metric We'll do it. If it doesn't, we stop doing it. Mm. That's all fitness ever was. And that's all your business is. Right? Like, what is your definition of success? Somebody has to define that because only you can define that. It's a little bit different than fitness in that degree, but it is really just freedom, mm. four of them, time, money, purpose, and relationship. But you know, what is your vision of those four? What does that look like? Okay, great. Show me everything that you're doing. Let's figure out which was moving those needles. And if it's moving mm. those needles, keep doing it. If it's not, let's stop doing it. And the truth is is that almost everything that we do as business owners is not actually moving the needle forward. It's no different than the people inside the Globo Gym who are just doing more workouts, hour of cardio, back and buys, chest and tries. Like they're working out three, four, five, six hours a day. Mm. And they might look good, but what do we know to be true about that? Display model only, right? Mm. Give them a set of stairs. Give them, let them carry a large load over a long distance. Not half yeah. it, right? Like it doesn't yeah. matter. And we know. Because we have a bulletproof definition of fitness that it's easy, easy, easy to quantify your inputs against your outputs. And business mm. is the same thing. But if we kept coming in to, to the affiliate and we're like, hey, we're going to do this program. And also now we're going to add on West Side, Now we're going to also add on this thing. And now all of a sudden we got like eight different programs running at the same time. Mm. I don't think any of us would think that we were fitter because of that. And maybe nah. you would. But if that's the case, you're probably not our people. But most of you guys know better as it applies to fitness. Take the lessons that apply to fitness and apply them to your business. It's literally
0: all you'd mm. ever wanted to do. And we're really good at, you know, doing the the experimenting and the pulling apart and the analyzing about well, okay, your your snatch isn't getting better because you're not doing your mobility and your your progressions and and pulling that apart. But we're not incredibly good about overlaying those lessons from fitness to our businesses it's it's more challenging where we're like we've we've, fitness has taught us the skill set that we need to be able to be um analytical and and look at behaviors and see what is and isn't working but we seem to miss the gap of like we can employ these same skills in looking at at our businesses it's funny
1: because like probably the thing that's said literally the most around here is repeat successful actions to like the clients because like mm-hmm. you would think you wouldn't ever have to, to to remind somebody to repeat a successful action, but I can tell you that it's almost yep. like amnesia when it comes to successful actions. But as it applies, to this like repeating successful actions is repeating what's worked for you in fitness in your business. But it's hilarious sometimes, I suppose, mm-hmm. how much we overlook it. Okay, but. It, it, we just don't think that those principles that worked in fitness would apply to business because that couldn't be the case. And here's how we know that that's true: not that it applies to your business, but that you don't think mm-hmm. that it does, because you don't even think it applies to your nutrition. Right? You think mm-hmm. that fitness is easy—burpees, thrusters, benchmarks, etc. Increase fitness, work capacity, broad times, world domains, blah blah blah. Like easy, simple. Mm-hmm. Nutrition, well. Macros, yeah. micros, carnivore, keto, this, that, complexity, <laughs> complexity, layer it on, layer it on. Like, you know, we all thought that like, oh, fitness was different than nutrition, but like, mm. it's the same thing. What is, what does nutrition look like to you? What is your ideal mm. outcome? Like, mm. luckily for us in CrossFit, like those happen to be corollary and, right? you know, increase your work capacity across broad times. Well, means like keep body fat levels low to support activity, right? Like, mm. and, and so we, we didn't need to get much more in the weeds than that, but then also we just started to overlook it, right? And then people were just were skipping it all together because most people come into CrossFit and lose so much weight so fast, we're like salvation. And then all of a sudden they do CrossFit six days a week for like six years, and you're like, Yeah, how do I get CrossFat? <laughs> right? But it happens, right? Yeah. It happens a lot, yeah, so much because what happens, adaptation? What happened? Yeah. We didn't update the kernel. We didn't, we didn't upgrade that whole system. The same thing is true of the business. If you come Mm. in and you start with layering on more applications and more software, you're going to crash the computer. Mm. And that's, what's happening to the affiliate owner. And so we need to either a evaluate the affiliate owner much better coming into it before we give them keys to an affiliate. And then Mm. we can layer on all sorts of software and applications to them. But that. Would limit the number of affiliates that we could have because like you can't say on one side we want to have 30 million crossfitters by 2030 and then simultaneously increase the barrier to entry to these strongholds of mm. crossfit right we need more affiliates in order to get the 30 million that for sure means we're going to need to get to like a hundred thousand affiliates that can't happen through you know making it harder to open an affiliate and mm. You know, there's just there's just no way really around that. So we need to have more affiliates, not less. And and like I said, I stand with anything that improves more access to more CrossFit, period. Mm. Full stop, 100% non-negotiable. You have all my resources. Anything that limits that, I'm going to question it, right? Mm. And, and one of the easiest ways to limit that, regardless of what HQ is doing, is to layer on software systems, processes, procedures to an unupgraded, Kernel, an gonna- upgraded software system. So somebody has to upgrade you, and that does not look like just learning new business practices because mm. you could take the best computer program, but it's not going to run on your 30-year-old MacBook. Really. Mm-hmm. If you're walking around one of these things, it doesn't even turn on anymore. This one, like <laughs> doesn't matter what I download, it's still got to run through that 92-year-old software. You already mm-hmm. know what would
0: happen. The same is true of your business, too. Yep. Upgrade you. So as we start to 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 wrap this one you know i'm an affiliate owner i'm sitting there i'm feeling uncertain i'm feeling anxious like i don't know whether i should be in or out or what i should do Where, what do i need to what do i need to what's the next thing that i can think of that's going to help me move in, forward
1: no matter what's happening you should be all in 100% on your affiliate not the affiliate not all the affiliates not what anybody else is doing You need to do what you need to do for your affiliate. And that's the important part because only you can prevent forest fires. Only you can decide what your affiliate looks like. And so you need to start by getting crystal clear on what your vision of the future looks like for your affiliate. Not Mm. what it means to be a good affiliate. Because to be a good affiliate means to be an identifiably amazing version of your affiliate. Mm. Full stop and that means somebody's gonna have to come in and say okay where are you trying to get to it sounds awesome Painting me a Mm. beautiful picture of what the future looks like show me what you're doing Mm. right because like if i'm gonna fix your nutrition it's the same thing fantastic 15 pounds show me what you eat in a day Mm. right and and you can find everything you need to know about how to solve somebody's problem by letting them give you a day of eating you're like okay, this is going to be a little bit more work than we thought, right? And we Mm -hmm. just start there, right? And just like in the example I gave earlier, it's probably going to be something like Tuesdays. Going to have to change Tuesdays.
0: Perfect. And I think that's a – I love the way that we can put um, our very affiliate-esque perspective on, you know, the situation where, you know, many people are running around saying the sky is falling and, the world is ending, but it can be as simple as just focus on you and and what what success is. The to reason you we and- can do
1: that is because the whole model was built for this day. Right? Yeah, we literally built it to defend and protect the affiliate owner and the affiliate model, and the affiliate model is designed around entrepreneurship, not intrapreneurship. And mm. all we had to do was support the person behind it, and then they can go do anything they want to do. And so mm. that's all it's ever been.
0: Perfect. And if you want to know more, please reach out for a chat. If you are in that space of uncertainty, Um, book a call. Link is in the show notes. Please come and talk to us. We're not going to sell you anything, um, even if you beg us to on that first call. That's not what we're about. We're just going to ask you lots of questions and, and help you, you know, get to your own answers that you already have. So, and that's a powerful tool. But please also follow us on the Instagram at On the instagram i sound like i'm 80 on instagram um (laughs) at fitfiliates if you want to um join the conversation thank you good sir till the next one thanks for listening we hope you enjoyed today's show please remember to like and subscribe on your favorite platform and if you know an affiliate owner a coach or entrepreneur that would benefit from hearing our conversations please share this with them. We love the feedback and support we have from you guys, our audience. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can find all the useful links in the show notes. We would love to connect with you. Keep doing
1: the great work.